Listener discretion is advised. This podcast will discuss topics such as mental health, triggers, abuse, and suicide. While we plan on keeping it fun, we also plan on keeping it real. Know your limits. Take care of yourself. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode three of the Mental Breakdown Podcast. Hello, welcome back. Uh, this is our second. Is this our second or third time trying to record this episode? Um, this, oh god, do you count all the attempts we just made? I don't know, (laughs) but I'm exhausted and... It took way too long. It really did. But hey, we're here, we're recording it, this is the last time, this is going up, this is going up Monday, whether we like it or not. And then tomorrow... tomorrow I have to less edit than 24 hours tonight you're gonna do so great I still haven't even uploaded the introduction video for my channel for our podcast I gotta S-O-S. get on that that's gotta go up tomorrow too we're busy ladies procrastination at its finest it's great uh you want to go ahead and start with our uh weekly weekly catch-ups um yeah so go ahead Elizabeth my my week new things happening my week uh well I figured out a bunch of stuff for school and work I honestly almost dropped out this week <laughs> I was so close not dropped out but oh just like deferred enrollment because I was so I'm exhausted but it's fine I'm gonna keep going I guess whatever yeah. I'm gonna graduate because I'm too prideful not to drop out do that shit <sighs> it's fine um and also that was kind of like the boring like sad news like schoolwork what but your girl is back in the dating scene the dating scene yes i'm single i'm single i'm ready to mingle i'm going on dates i'm doing the things she is available you guys i'm not good at dating i'm great at relationships i'm great at, i'm an amazing girlfriend i'm the worst person Serial to get to know <laughs> really am I feel I do the same thing though because it's like every time you uh were dating or getting to know new friends or whatever you have to tell your whole backstory it's like going to a therapist for the first time oh yeah for sure it's it's something that I need to work on and I shouldn't do it but like I'm really bad at dating but I've been trying to like date over the past few weeks like go on like just date people and not try to get too emotionally attached (laughs) So no, I've been having a good time. And I is being 20s fun and dating in the middle of a pandemic is even cooler. Oh god. So are you doing like any social distancing dates or anything? Have they been creative? Yeah, we do a lot of Snapchat. Um uh it's been kind of easy cuz I recently got like covid tested so I knew I was negative so I could like if I wanted if I wanted to I could hang out with people. I've only really been on like 3 dates. So Any any standouts? cool people i apologize if you're using headphones and you just heard that (laughs) and i did it too that's terrible we're terrible to our fans (laughs) it's okay um but no yeah it's uh there's some there's some cool people i'm just you know i'm doing it 
Feel putting the feelers out there. It's so hard to date when you're mentally ill. We need to do an episode on that. Oh, we're definitely doing a dating and relationships. Definitely happening. For real. Anyway, that's been my week. What's up with you, Maddie? Um, well, I guess uh, I said this the first time we tried to record this episode, but no one ever <laughs> yeah. is going to hear that. I'll have to say it again. Um, so they just changed my medication. Nice. And it's not been going too hot oh that's not good that's not the that's not the update we want no i know well so i was on abilify which is a mood stabilizer fun fact it's actually uh in higher doses is used to treat schizophrenia so it's an anti-psychotic oh cool which made me feel some type of way (laughs) when i found out that's what it was honestly it's just interesting that we can use like different medicines for like different uses you know what i mean kind of like the whole birth control for acne thing it you would think that there would only be like a couple of them or whatever but that is a um that was the first thing they put me on was the abilify antipsychotic thing and i started to notice that i was still feeling sad and depressed a lot and so the mood stabilizer kind of just stabilized my mood of depression so that mm-hmm. was not good. Yeah, that's 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 the opposite of what you want. Exactly. So they added on an antidepressant, and the one I'm taking now is Lexapro. Did you ever take that? Uh, no, but I have a friend that takes that, and they love it. Oh, really? Well, I'm interested to see how it works, because the last... I've been on it for like five days now, and the last two days, I've been super down, like... Like, mm. like I'm not even on it. So I'm hoping yeah. that it's one of those like gets better. I mean, gets worse before it gets better type thing, you know? Yeah. And a lot of, a lot of, a lot of medicine is really, yeah. That reminds me something I talked to, that reminds me something I definitely mentioned last week and I forgot to bring up is that I start ADHD medicine next week too. <laughs> oh my God, you do? Yeah. It makes so much sense. Doesn't it? What are they going to put you on? I don't know. We're having a consultation about it. Oh, interesting. Oh, so like they, they haven't put you on anything yet. They're going to put you on. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I hope that helps. So I'll keep you guys. Yeah. Hopefully it'll help. I'll keep you guys updated with that. Anyway, sorry about that. Back to your medicine. Continue. I just forgot to throw that in my week. I mean, that was pretty much it. I was just going to say that like, I'm curious to see how it's going to affect me in the coming weeks when it really starts to kick in. Cause right now it's just mm-hmm. like, blah. but it also is yeah. this type of medicine can make you tired. So I'm wondering if that's part of it. Mm-hmm. Hopefully it affects you in the best way possible and you don't got to try anything else. I know that would be really great. <laughs> Unlikely, but, but like, apparently- I love it when that happens. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, that's something that the stigma kind of squashed that like, how long it would take to get help and to get medicine. I had no idea. Like I've had Mm -hmm. to go through two or three different therapists, like a couple different doctors visits and offices. And then, you know, had to wait hours in the waiting room for medicine. Like so much goes into, Oh, just get some help. Get some meds. You'll be fine. But it's a long process. Episode three, we are talking about me. Whoop whoop. Yeah, I don't know about a whoop whoop. It's kind, of, it's kind of I a love crazy you. story. You're one of my favorites. I know. I love it. I think it's great. I think you're inspirational. It's a mess. It's a mess story. All right, so I guess I'll get right into it. Um, Let's dive in. I'm here to I react. Was, you're here to entertain. 
that's I don't know about entertaining, but it's more like a it's like a weird stoner soap opera, I would say. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> All right, so uh, Madeline, about me, I um I grew up pretty sheltered. I would say I was homeschooled. My my family was really happy. I would say growing up. Um, I mean, there was like some things I would say that went on that weren't ne- necessarily cool. But I mean, my parents did their best. They did their best to raise me how they see they, how they saw fit. But everybody's got their family. Yeah, parents are human beings. Yeah, everybody makes mistakes. Everybody would probably do things differently going back. I mean, I know there's some parenting things that I would have done differently going back and looking back on things, but. Anyway, um, so when I was growing up, I kind of always wanted to be an actress and an entertainer and do stuff like that. Um, so my parents raised me in like church plays and stuff. And when I was like eight, I started doing community theater and I really just fell in love with that. I got bit by that damn theater bug. Yeah, it happens to the best of us. It really does. But yeah, so the theater bug bit me. I was like convinced I was going to be a professional actor. I was like, I'm going to move to LA one day and I'm going to do this thing. Well, I didn't do that thing yet. I Well, um, you kind of did. I kind of did. I mean, I'll get to that later, but like I didn't become an LA movie star actress yet mm-hmm. i mean who knows you still got time you're 26 i still got time i'm still young still kicking you should see me dancing to myself on this video right now well you're gonna see it i know i can't wait to see it i'm excited it's called um do you are you like looking at yourself because i'm like i catch myself looking over there to make sure i don't look like an idiot oh yeah 100 percent. i'm like I'm trying i'm like talking to the camera i'm trying to make it entertaining for those that will yeah, I'm like, I kind of look like I'm playing a video game right now, but in reality, I'm just sipping coffee and talking shit. I'm sipping seltzer and vaping. Hey, vape nash. I hate myself It's too. real. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> all right, uh, where was I? So, anywho, <laughs> um, you know how society does this thing where they tell teenagers in high school that they have to have their life figured out, like, by the time you graduate high school? Yeah, when you're still, like, developing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. When your brain is still developing, that's when we need to figure out what we're going to do for the rest of our lives. And you don't even know what a tax is. Yeah, that's really cool. Genius. And they don't teach you that either. My mom did. I was old, so my mom made sure I had like some consumer math. But they don't uh, my granddad taught me how to balance a checkbook. That's all I had. Yep. So that kind of happened to me. I um felt all this pressure to like pick a career and like a stable career because being an actress is not stable have you heard that bullshit yeah every day actually every day so i was super into true crime at the time so i decided that i was going to be a crime scene investigator (laughs) i love that (laughs) yeah because you know i watch a lot of the shows so obviously i should be able to do wine and crime (laughs) so I found a program at Gaston College in Dallas, North Carolina um, for crime scene investigation. So I lived with a great aunt, not a great aunt, but I lived with my aunt for a little bit. And then I lived with my cousin for a little bit while I was going there. And I took one criminal justice class and said, no, not for me. Yeah, that sounds incredibly hard. Yeah, I dropped a lot of classes. (laughs) Yeah, not that you're not smart and intelligent. That just sounds incredibly hard. 
Yeah, it was it was pretty hard. And it was like, apparently you have to be a cop for a certain amount of time before you can be a CSI. And I was not trying to be a cop. That's fair. No. So, anywho, so I'm at Gaston College. I'm vibing. I'm dropping out of classes. I'm making A's in the classes that I'm still in. <laughs> it's... Heck yeah. So so when I was there, I met this person who I'm going to try not to say his name because I'll slip up. Um, but I met this person <laughs> and it was like a love at first sight type thing. Um, he was like tattooed, he was like a skater boy, he was like brown eyed, tall, dark, handsome, like he was the real deal, you know. I get it. I get so, it. So yeah. Little 17 year old me falls madly in love with this dude and he pretty much introduces me to everything bad i mean lost my virginity to him i started drinking with him i started smoking cigarettes i started smoking weed it was all the bad things and here we are (laughs) the end no i'm just kidding um (laughs) that'd be too easy so anyway um started doing a bunch of stupid stuff you know my parents weren't exactly happy with any of that um and this guy and I dated like on and off and on and off like it was a mess um Mm. and so during one of our off times I was working at Applebee's and my parents found out I was smoking weed and they were not really happy about that and so they basically told me I had to quit my job at Applebee's and stop smoking weed and stop hanging out with the people I was hanging out with and stuff. And I was like, I mean, okay. Cause they threatened to involuntarily commit me huh? over weed. Like I came home from work one night. I didn't and they know like, this. You know yes. We had like a whole seance type thing. Like I came home and they had candles lit and shit. And they were like, we're going to involuntarily commit you. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. So, I mean, I had the option of, being committed or quit my job. So I chose quit my job. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. So then uh, my life's falling apart. I had to quit my job. Everything sucks. <laughs> and so I decided this is a good time to sell my car and move to California. You know, once again, you're 18. Everyone is putting the pressure of the world on you to make a decision. Yeah. Yep. I do it. I just said, fuck it. And I found a great aunt that I had met like once who would let me stay with her. She lived in San Diego County. And um, so I sold, I told my parents I was leaving. I sold my car. I think I had $900 in my pocket when I went, Mm. bought my plane ticket, had $900. I moved in with this lady, this great aunt of mine, shout out Maureen. She's the best. Um, (laughs) And for three days, I kind of sat around the house like, what did I just do? <laughs> yeah, just like in shock. You're like, oh, no, I didn't think about the yeah, consequences. Yeah, I was like, am I seriously here? I was like, am I seriously here? What am I doing? Like, it was a mess. I decided it was time to go find a job. So I go downtown Fallbrook. I... um going a couple different businesses but that day but the first one i went to was this like bohemian hippie shop that you could definitely see me you know working at type place so i go in there and oh yeah totally it's totally our vibe we're very we're boho bitches i love it i'm fine with it that's the title of this episode boho bitches boho bitches (laughs) anyway so i go in this yeah 
So I go in this boho shop and like I asked the lady if she was hiring. She said no. So I kind of like continued to like look around and this guy comes up to me and he's like, picture this. So he's like a little bit taller than me. He's got dark hair, dark eyes, super tan. He's wearing overalls and like this t-shirt underneath or whatever flip-flops right like a flip-flop yeah. farmer <laughs> Derek Sanders from Mayday and, Parade yes so he so he comes up to me and he asks me if I'm in need of a job and he says that he owns this fruit stand down the street and that he likes picks fruit in the morning and sells it at farmers markets and in shops and stuff like that. That sounds like the dream. Sounds like the fucking Cali dream. So I'm like, of course, cute little 19 year old blonde me. Fine. That's a good mm-hmm. idea. So he says that he'll pick me up. This is when it starts to get very Dateline. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he says he's him and his coworkers, his other flip flop farmers, are going to come pick me up and like take me to work and stuff. So they okay. come pick me up. They come pick me up. And girl, when I say it's a van, a minivan full of convicts, it is like the roughest dudes you've ever seen in your life, right? Like rough looking dudes, except for... I really hope the end of this story is just that you made them all your bitches. I wish that was the end of this story. (laughs) But um, yeah, damn it. So they come pick me up and I'm sitting there like, what is happening in my life? So um, I start working with them. We wake up at five in the morning. We, they pick me up in the white minivan. We go pick strawberries out in the beautiful mountains of San Diego County and we sell them at like these dope farmers markets that which farmers markets in California if you've never been are like a fair it's like a magical gypsy fair it's beautiful that sounds amazing yeah we need to go so we would go do that that was like my life for the first couple weeks months that I was there which was incredible and I wouldn't trade it for the world um but then it kind of came crashing down because to come to find out Nick had some prior DUIs And so he had a court date coming up and we went to the court date with him and he was taken away to jail. Oh, yes. And he had to be there for like a year. He had to be there for like a year. And how romantic. I previously had decided that it was a good idea to also move in with this person. So uh, Nick and I, who he won't care if I say his name. Hi, Nick. Um, had entered into a dating (laughs) relationship. (laughs) Hey, Nick. Um, So we had entered into a romantic dating relationship and which was also a mess. So (laughs) all of my relationships are a mess, Elizabeth. Yeah, mine too. It's okay. But me and you are pretty good. That's all we need. Oh yeah, me and me and Elizabeth are the homies. We're the we're the boho bitches. (laughs) Boho bitches. Yeah. So um, anyways. So Nick and I had entered into a romantic relationship. So him leaving was like devastating on so many levels because I'm living at this house with a bunch of ex-cons. Oh yeah, all his employees lived with him? That was a thing? I mean, LA is expensive. LA is expensive. And I discovered that later. Like in the next place that I live, there was like four roommates. Yeah. It was a lot. How old were you at this time, by so, the way? I was 19. Woo! You're so young. Yeah. I was younger than you are now. I was, yeah, I was young. I was a baby. So anywho, yeah. So I guess this is where my like first, like kind of sexual abuse thing happened. 
um, which we'll talk more about in a different episode. But basically, one of the men there sexually abused me or or started to. Um, and that was pretty rough. <laughs> and there are yeah, like, of course. people... Yeah, people are like banging on my door daily and saying that Nick owed them money. And I'm sitting here, 19 years old, like throwing away all his weed stuff. And it was just like this whole Nick is not giant. Here. Do what? I said, Nick is not here. Please stop knocking. Yeah, pretty much. It, that was pretty much how it was. So I got really scared. And um, thankfully, Greg, who was one of Nick's best friends, um, came and kind of rescued me and like took me to live in the LA County area, which is by the beach, which I fucking loved. I love that area. Amen. It's like a second home. I met my best friend, Liz, my other friend, Elizabeth. I <laughs> um, love Liz. I love Liz too. Hey Liz. She listens to this podcast. She's the we best. We love you. Best stage manager. Best stage manager ever. She's so fucking organized. She really is. She fucking ran the ship. She, 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 yeah. And also I would just like, anytime I was in a bad mood, I'd like walk up to Liz and she could, she would just look at me and know. She'd just be like, are you okay? And I'd be like, oh yeah. She's very, Liz is very connected in the spirit. Like she knows a lot of things that she shouldn't know. Like she just knows things. She's super cool. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, anywho, so I'm living in LA County. I'm loving life. I'm working a bunch of different jobs. Like, Everything was pretty chill. Nick and I are still long distance dating while he's in jail, which was weird. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's so funny. I love you. <laughs> it's so funny. Like I was a jailbird. I love it. Very on brand. Oh God. It was very on brand for sure. So um, fast forward a little bit. So I meet this guy and um, he was at this, he, we worked at the same place. Uh, we worked at this restaurant together um and we start becoming fast friends he said he was a christian he was like the only christian that i had met while i lived there other than like liz and so we start hanging out and then i start feeling like i want to break things off with nick because you know i started thinking like oh maybe this dude's my new boyfriend because madeline always has to have a boyfriend i've noticed that over the years yeah uh, that's why I'm trying dating. Yes, try dating for a while, children. Just give dating a try. So <laughs> I um <laughs> ugh. So I meet this guy, we're hanging out. Um I end up breaking off things with Nick and then I start like messing around and dating-ish, not dating this guy, but I notice he has some like kind of bipolar issues going on. Like one minute he would like me and the next minute he was like a complete jerk and it I didn't want to and date him. And it's okay him, if you're like, bipolar, he just take care of it. Yeah, just take care of it. Get some help. It's cool to be bipolar. I mean, I'm borderline, so but get some help, you know. Get some help. Um, so I start dating him. I end up pregnant. With one of the best little boys in the whole world. With one of the best little boys in the whole world. With my firstborn child. He is an absolute big mess, but we love him. He's 110% me and 110% boy. So he is all over the place. I love but, him. But um, I end up being pregnant. Huh, go ahead. Oh, I was just saying I love him because like. I have ADHD and like just a little boy brain nannying him is just the best. Oh yeah. And you're a fantastic babysitter, by the way. Anybody who needs a babysitter, Elizabeth. So anyway, so I get, uh, I find out that I'm pregnant with my firstborn. And so I decide 
What am I, I talking about? Just, well, can I just ask? Can I cut you off right here at this part of the story? Yes. What was that like? What was what like? Finding out you were pregnant. Well, that's where that's what I was getting into. It's finding out I was pregnant. Uh, I kind of knew, like. I had I hadn't even skipped my period yet, but I just kind of knew, and so I took a test, and I was completely shocked and terrified and happy and like more terrified. I don't know what I do. I think I just turned into a rock. That's exactly how you feel too. You're just like I cannot be in charge of another human being. Like, but look, you're doing it, and you're so good at it. You're a great mom. But I'm doing. I don't know if I'm good at it, but I'm doing it. <laughs> You're a great mom. It was definitely terrifying telling my parents. Like, I called my mom first and told her, and she was really supportive. Um, And then my dad, I was so terrified to tell my dad that I wrote him a letter and, like, left it by the coffee pot. I was really bad. Um, Yeah, I know. So he was not really happy with me for doing that, which I can understand. Yeah. But anyway, so I, um, when I found out I was pregnant, I talked with the baby's father and you know tried to figure out what we were going to do and we decided it would be a good idea to move back home to North Carolina um and so we moved back over there and we were together for um my entire pregnancy and for the first year of my son's life but like the 6 months after I had my son I started like getting kind of physically uh, well, sexually abused by his dad. And that went on for probably six months, I'd say. Mm. So uh, in an effort, he was ta- he started talking about wanting to move back to California. And so in an effort to stop the sexual abuse, is at least what I thought would stop it, I was like, well, whatever to make him happy, you know. So we moved back to California and we take – Jack, I'll say my son's name. Well, we took our kid with us and um, the abuse continued. And at this point, my son was about one. And so the abuse didn't stop. So I got the courage up to separate from from my son's dad. And um, I'm sorry, you probably said this, but were you guys married? um, No, we were not married. We never got married. We were like you were just like living together cool yeah we were living together so um he had proposed but it was like just because everyone expected us to get married type thing yeah which you don't have to do that listeners you don't have to marry the baby daddy if you're not happy with someone it doesn't matter how if you have 10 kids together like get out so let me get a sip of my seltzer really quick great ahead sponsor us aha seltzer i love you i drink so much any sparkling water really what, what, do, what do the boys every, call it? Will... Spicy water? Spicy or water? sour water? My boys call sour spicy water, and it's pretty great. All right, where was I? So so we moved back to California. Damn it. I'll bleep it. Homeboy. Moved back to California. <laughs> I get uh, kicked out of the apartment that uh, my son's dad and I were staying together at. He kicked us out in the street, basically. Trash. Said you have, basically, he was like, he was like, you have, first he said we could stay, and then he changed his mind and said, no, I want you out by the weekend. And I'm like, oh, great. So at this point, 
uh, my son and I are like, he's staying with his grandma or I, or we're staying at a good friend's house or he's staying with his grandma and I'm sleeping in the car. Like it was major car living situation bad. Right. Mm-hmm. So uh, one of my coworkers uh, at this pizza place I was working at overheard me talking about sleeping in my car and he was a complete angel and offered for us to stay there. So I moved in with him. What a good guy. Um, my really good friend. He was he was super sweet. Um, so he took me and Jack in basically and we were always like a platonic friend. Nothing weird ever happened. But fun fact, he is a um, – guitarist for a popular european metal band and also an ex-porn star yeah he's a pretty rad he's a pretty rad he's a pretty rad friend so um love that for him at this point i end up going back for a visit to north carolina there was some drama that happened with his dad over that but that's a story for a different day um he basically made it really difficult for me to go visit my family but i ended up getting to go and while i was uh here for this visit i ended up hooking up with that uh ex that i told you about the one with all the tattoos the one that broke my heart a million times and that fun stuff yeah yeah so started talking to him again um this is like five years later just talking to him again and he basically screwed me over again. Surprise, surprise. They always do. They always do. And so I started talking to um, my son's dad about the possibility of me moving back to North Carolina because when I got back from my visit, my best friend had accidentally wrecked my car. <laughs> and so I didn't have oh, a way no. to get to work. And I had, yeah, and I had someone in North Carolina who was offering me a serving job. So I was just like really alone and tired of living in someone else's apartment and like ready for family and change and like you wanted to move forward, you know? Yeah, definitely. So I, I, we make kind of an agreement that my son is going to go back and forth every other three months, which was also really rough decision to make because Mm -hmm. his dad didn't want to move. That's a lot of time without seeing your son. Oh, his first suggestion was six months and I was like, no. I can't go half a year without seeing my kid. So we made this agreement. It was going to be three months and three months. And so I moved back to North Carolina. I get cast in this play called Godspell. Have you heard of it? Yeah, once or twice. Love me some Godspell. So (laughs) it was one of my like dream shows to be in. So I definitely had to say yes. The URI players were doing it. Shout out URI players. What, what? Heck yeah, that's how we met. So exactly. And you come into the stories uh, soon-ish, I think. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wasn't it that following summer? Yeah, it was the same summer maybe. I don't know. Yeah, it was the following because I remember you talking about lawyer stuff. And Jack and the other baby wasn't even a year old yet. That's right. Or he wasn't even in this existence yet because I haven't met that guy yet. So in Godspell, I met um, who is now my husband, a wonderful man named Austin Crump. Um, I met him during Godspell because he played the guitar for the um, music for the musical. And started... Yeah, start. So he was playing the music, and I was in the show, and we started talking and hanging out. And he met he met my son at one point, and they got along really great together. And he was kind of there for me through the entire um, custody battle process. So the custody battle began when uh, my son's dad came to pick him up for his first three months, and he was out in California. And within a month 
of being there, he opened up a court case in California. <sighs> Love to see it. Yeah. Which means that I, Austin and I had to fly back and forth to California multiple times in one year to go to court for this thing. And it ended up costing me, are you ready? Drum roll, please. $25,000. No, no freaking thing. No, so uh, we've since paid most of that off, but that was a devastating time. <laughs> and it was, just, and I, and I didn't, I hadn't seen Jack in months and months and months because he like was keeping him until the court said he had mm-hmm. to give him back. So I went months without seeing my kid or even knowing when I would get to see him again. I would have been absolutely distraught. There were many nights when I was in the shower, just sitting in the shower crying my eyes out oh i believe it i'd be worried if you weren't exactly so in that whole thing kind of started in may and then in october um austin and i get married yeah it was kind of fast i mean he'll be the he'll be the first one to tell you like we definitely got married too quick we'd only known each other for like five months but um you know, Jack needed a good stable parent in his life other than me. And Austin loved him and me so much. And he's, he still does. Like, he's amazing. Like he yeah, absolutely so accepts sweet. all of my crazy. Do what? I said, you got to find someone that accepts your crazy. So we get married. Um, three months later, I find out I'm pregnant with uh, me and Austin's baby. Um, the little redhead. Love that boy too. Love that boy. Um, and he's amazing and he's wonderful and he's super, super smart. My child, Elizabeth, my child, my three-year-old, not even three-year-old. He won't be three for four more days. My almost <laughs> three-year-old can count to 10. He can count to 10 in English, Spanish, and Japanese. He's so cool. He's so cool. Uh, he's one of my favorite little guys. Cause every time, like he always remembers me and he's just so playful and just is so fun. He's a, he's, he's a mess too. Both of my children are messes, but they're freaking adorable. So it helps yeah. anyway. So had, had the baby and, um, the custody battle ended like the, the January that I was pregnant with the, with my second baby and I ended up getting primary custody. Um, his dad moved like 30 minutes from me. So he moved to North Carolina. He gets in like every every weekend basically. And they have a good relationship. So that that worked out. That's good. But um, after I had my second child, I think I had a little bit of postpartum depression. And I was like really sad all the time and probably a little bit of trauma too from all the crap I I was about to say you had just been through so much and now you're having like another kid. Yeah, exactly. So I think that that was a lot of me trying to self cope and stuff. And so I started abusing alcohol. I started drinking a lot and staying out late and um, my mental health just started getting worse and worse and worse. And Austin and I started having some problems, which I'm not going to get into, but we started having some issues and we actually separated like right at the beginning of when quarantine happened. So this is all like recent Mm. stuff. 2020 For the past like year. Huh? I said 2020 sucks. 2020 has been trash. It's been a fucking dumpster fire. I just, I want it to be over. I don't want to be here anymore. I, I would love 2020 to be a, can it be over now, please? Are we done yet? I want off the ride. 
Hopefully spooky season will make it better. Spooky season is the best season. <sighs> oh yeah, so tangents. Um, so Austin and I started having some problems and I just kept drinking, kept drinking. Girl, I was drinking like a 12-pack a night myself. I could never. I would die. It was a lot. It's okay. It was a lot. And so Austin and I actually separated at the beginning of quarantine for like a little over a month. And... We ended up getting back together and we're still working on us. I mean, things Yay. aren't perfect, but they're not, you know, bad. So we've been, we've been working on us. And um, so I noticed that I started doing some like irrational and crazy things. And I was just drinking to feel normal. And I was just super sad and depressed all the time. And so I finally, 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 like, oh, I forgot to mention, um, when Austin and I were separated, my family kind of felt some type of way about it. So, um, a couple of them weren't really speaking to me and one in particular wasn't speaking to me at all and didn't speak to me for months. And that, like, I know that some things were said that I hurt that person, but you know, like, yeah, it was sad. So I pretty much felt like I had nobody and, um, there was not a suicide attempt, but a suicide heavy contemplation with a gun in my hand, like moment. Just really, and just so the I weight started, of the world on you. Yeah, just everything. And so I finally decided that it was time to seek some help. And so I sought out a therapist and had a session with a therapist. And she basically was like, I want you to get a psychological evaluation like now. Yeah. <laughs> and she like listened to everything that I've been through. And she was like, and you haven't had any help. And I was like, no. Yeah. You're, I thought I this mean, was normal. I mean, you're not crazy. <laughs> You're not crazy, but, like, you went so long without help. I mean, me too, but, like, dang. Yeah. So, anyway, um, I guess that kind of fast-forwarded to where I am now. I I went through all that stuff, didn't get it dealt with, and now I'm finally starting to deal with it. I've had two therapy sessions. I'm still a major noob in my mental health uh, journey, <laughs> I guess. It's okay. So, We're going to learn together. Um, yeah, but I like my therapist. I'm on two different medications now, so I'm hoping that will help with just like the day-to-day being able to get out of bed and not being a mess all the time. Um but yeah, I mean, that's that's pretty much me. That's the highlight. And how are you today? Back to today. I was pretty productive today. I got some homework done. I made 100 on a quiz. Heck I, yeah. We got our podcast. Yeah, we got our podcast shit finally working. So I'd say it was a productive, productive day. Praise God. So we're going to kind of do our first commercial. Are you excited? We kind of have a commercial. Yes, commercial break commercial break it's the break for commercials <laughs> <laughs> no so, we're not getting uh, any money off this commercial just so much thanks yeah this is just like a thank you announcement commercial so my dear dear friend uh staley putney actually was the one who designed our beautiful logos for our facebook and instagram it looks uh, for the mental so breakdown. Good. They look so good. Like, girl, when I tell you I exactly what I had pictured in my head, she delivered. That's exactly what happened. It's so good. And I can't wait to like look back on it in like five to ten years and cringe because she got the half of my face where you can see both my eyebrow slit and both of my nose piercings. Exactly. It's freaking so I really get to appreciate the Gen Z trash that I am. (laughs) Zillennial. <laughs> Zillennial. Yep. 
But um, so I just wanted to give her a quick shout out and tell her thank you, thank you, thank you for doing our logo and for thank also you so much. I it's to the best. Give, well, it's the best. So I wanted to tell you, uh, you guys, where you can find her if you are in need of a exceptional artist or cartoonist or whatever. Um, she does all that fun stuff. She can make your dreams come true. <laughs> um, but you can find her <laughs> on you can find her on Instagram and Facebook at Staley Truett Art. That's S T A L E Y T R U E T T A R T. So that's, uh, you can find her uh, and all of her beautiful artwork. Um, please send her commissions. She is a wonderful person and I love her and she's super talented. Yeah, she's great. So uh, Elizabeth, do you want to tell people where they can find us? All right. Now time for our socials. You can find us on Facebook and YouTube at The Mental Breakdown Podcast, on Instagram at The Mental Breakdown Pod, and our email, The Mental Breakdown Podcast, double zero. All right. And if you're listening to us, which I hope you are, um, you want to find us on Apple Podcasts, we're on Spotify, and we're on SoundCloud. Just search uh, the name of the episode. Um, As always, the link to our Spotify will be up on the Instagram, so the Mental Breakdown Pod. So anyway, yeah, I hope you guys are enjoying our craziness, literally. Yeah, we are definitely still working out the kinks of this podcast, but we get closer and closer every day. And honestly, thank you guys so much for listening because we're having such a great time. Yes, we seriously are. And we've had so much, like, Elizabeth, have we not had so much, like, positive the love and support we have gotten, like me and Maddie will like set like anytime someone says something about the podcast, we screenshot it and send it to each other. Just the love and support that we have gotten like brings cold chills to my body. Like my friends are like, you're on Spotify. Like that's pretty cool. And I'm like, yeah, pretty cool. <laughs> but no, like really, it, thank you guys for the support. Yes. Thank you guys so much seriously for the support. We really appreciate it. Um, And if you get a chance, if you're not busy, like give us a review or a comment or a like and subscribe and stuff, because it really helps other people who could potentially need to hear some of the crazy stuff we say, like find us. Yeah. And seriously, if you please, I love getting emails I love getting emails telling stories. If you want to tell us about you, tell us about some things that you're going through. Um, If you want to have a topic you want us to talk about, please email us at the mental breakdown podcast, double zero at gmail.com. We are so excited to hear from you guys. And as always, breakdown babes, just a little reminder that you got this. And on days you don't, we got you, right, Elizabeth? We got you guys. Thank you so much. See you next week. Bye. Bye. We're just two girls living in a disordered world.